All right, so uh, cue intro music. The one that told you to write. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a Diddly Do Review. Wasting our time so you don't have to. I'm one of your hosts, going by the name Switch, and I'm along here with my good friend Dylan. Dylan, how you doing today? What's going on, everybody? I'm feeling fantastic. Good, good to hear, Dylan. Um, my guy Dylan here actually uh, was in a parade this past weekend. Dylan, why don't you tell us about that? Um, I would love to fill you guys in. Don't um, recall too much of it. I got on a big car and I threw a lot of necklaces at people. A lot of uh, PG-rated fun. Right, right, because this is a family-friendly show, right? We do it for the fucking kids, Swish. Do it for the fucking <laughs> um, All right. <laughs> family, family, family-oriented family, around here on the diddly-doo, family-oriented. That's right. Um, so today we're going to be doing our first installment of the podcast. It's going to be uh, the Office U.S. version. It's going to be the first pilot episode. Um, before we start, Dylan, why don't you go ahead and tell them what we do on this show? Yeah, so on the Dilly Do review, uh, you're going to have Swish and me, Dylan, basically going through your favorite movies, TV shows, giving you a synopsis of what what you miss, what you what you love about them, what you, you didn't like about them. And uh, hopefully we can learn you some things, make you laugh, and uh, have some fun while we do it. That sounds good. That's the game plan. Um, we are going to have guest appearances every now and then, you know, some experts. So only self-proclaimed only experts. Yeah, <laughs> they're experts because we told you they are. That's right. Because <laughs> they've seen a movie or two. That counts, right? <laughs> right. Um, also, before we start, we want to let you know that there are a bunch of spoilers on our podcast, so you might want to go ahead and watch the episode before we do so. Um, I'm ready to start. How about you? Let's get it on. All right. So this episode aired in 2005. And it was directed by Ken Kwapis. And our writers are Greg Daniels, Ricky Gervais, and Stephen Merchant. Um, this is going to be based off of the British version, which was created by Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant. So we start off uh, with MGS, my guy, Michael Gary Scott. And he's in his office with Jim trying to show off. Um this episode, compared to all the others, it's kind of obvious that the cameras are following Michael around. You know, he's kind of talking to them directly. Um, so we have a lot of that, and that's more obvious. Next up, he uh, goes and gives the tour around, shows people around the office. We get to meet Pam, uh, talk to Jim again. And we also get to meet Dwight for the first time. Anything to add there? Oh, uh, yeah. So, like you said, you can obviously tell it's the pilot episode, walking around the office, figuring out the setting, figuring out who who's in here, who we're going to be dealing with most of the time. And uh, luckily, we get to see that through the lens of Michael Scott in this first episode. Right. Right. I'd like to point out that this is a very awkward episode. As, as, as most office episodes are, but I agree. This one is... Uh, this one, there's no breaks, you know? Yes. yes. It's like back and like, it's just Michael going back at it, like back and forth, you know? One cringeworthy pun after another. That's it just, right. It, it doesn't stop. 
And I feel like in this one, they take advantage of awkward pausing after everything. Because I feel like right. there's a lot more time in between jokes with silence, you know? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and it, you got to think about when this episode came out. It's what other show was, it didn't have a laugh track. So we're so used to being punchline, punchline joke. And then when the joke hits, you're supposed to, all right, cue laughter, everybody. This is when you're supposed to laugh. Mm-hmm. So when Michael says, you know, whatever pun you want to go with, whether it's, you know, Hitler or, or he's ranking his inspirations, <laughs> you know, right. hope and then rounding out honorable mission to God, you mm-hmm. just left to where you have to soak that in with no, you know, cue. You're just supposed to take that in with, was that serious? Was that sarcasm? You don't, you don't know what you're supposed to, how to react. Right. I like how you said most shows were punchline, punchline joke there. Never, uh. Never well, you know, it was it was a it was a lot of backwards. Are you watching boxing or? <laughs> well, I, I'm a I'm more of a bob and weave kind of guy, and back in the day, they just had it all backwards. Right, right, right. I got you. All right, so up next on the show, we get to meet Jan. She's coming in from corporate, looking foxy, of course. Oh man, <laughs> um, she's bringing in the news that their branch may be downsizing, and um, she also gives a reference to Josh and Stanford which is another branch, which I kind of like the reference because a lot later on, uh, maybe season four, season five, they bring in Josh and he's an actual character in the show. So mm-hmm. that's, that's good of the writers, you know, to keep everything rolling all the way through. Yeah. Also bad on the writers because we don't even know if Josh's branch is downsizing or Josh himself is downsizing. They didn't <laughs> make that clear. So I mean, if we're going to throw their, pun, pro, their pros around, we got to make sure we highlight their cons. Right, right. <laughs> right. Um, I thought one of the good parts, uh, right after Michael finds out about that, he's debating, like, whether or not he would tell all the office workers about it. And he says, you know, <laughs> as a doctor, you wouldn't tell a patient he has cancer. <laughs> true, true. I mean, you got you to gotta keep him wondering, you know. <laughs> Oh man, it's good stuff. Good stuff, even in this early episode. So also, we we get to meet we get to meet Packer. I mean, <laughs> right? Tell me I'm, a little bit about that encounter. Oh, Packer, he's he's a top five character. It's it's undebatable. Um, and we we get to see see Michael's joy when he figures out his Packer calling. Mm-hmm. Right. We get to see his his tolerance of Packer is usually much higher than the average person, and that's because he. He usually is a fan of referencing Jan as Godzilla or wondering <laughs> if the, the carpet through Master Drapes, as everyone is, is wondering, you know. But <laughs> right, right. It's, now, it's I, up, so they do a good job of introducing the whole cast. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, shortly after that, uh, Ryan comes in from the temp agency, so we get him, and then we kind of get to see a little bit of Jim and Dwight's relationship as well as Jim and Pam's relationship, you know. That all kind of unfolds, uh, but back on uh, Packard, I think I think Michael likes him so much because because of jealousy, and I think that level of immaturity is what Michael always strives for. But the good part about writing about Michael is he's not good at being immature. All of his attempts at humor are just so bad, you know, and they flop. Well, and he's 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 genuinely trying to he whenever whenever he thinks of a joke. He goes to say it with full intent of, oh, everybody else is going to love this and nothing is wrong with what's about to come out of my mouth. 
Right. So when whenever he delivers that joke or he says something and he just gets it from everybody else, he's like, oh, well, they obviously don't get it. Whereas Packer, he says something and no matter what the reaction, he's still going to keep firing. He's going to keep asking those questions or he's going to, you know, he's not right. going to stop being Packer. Whereas maybe Michael is a little bit jealous that he can keep on keeping on with that rambunctious, rambunctious, right. Attitude. And when Michael's his audience, no matter what Packer said, it's going to work as a joke. So, Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, up next on the episode, Michael has his first conference room meeting. Did you notice anything about that? They, they left poor Stanley standing. They did. And is he how skinny he was? Well, because he had to stand all the goddamn time. <laughs> they, they only, I, you can't tell me they didn't have one more chair. <laughs> right. Well, I think the reason they didn't have chairs for him was uh, I looked at it and there were four faces that I didn't recognize in that episode. So mm. I don't know if, if they followed them up, maybe one or two more after that. But um, it's people, non-speaking characters, you know. But all the main stars that are usually there, besides the new characters that come into the show, were uh, there in the conference room. So, yeah, this is also in the conference room. The first time we get to see Creed, although he doesn't have any speaking roles, but we get to see him. He's standing, well, sitting right next to where Stanley is standing. But fortunately, no, no, uh, no lines spoken from the goat. I know. Good old, good old Creed. Yeah, Keep not even going. one guitar plug. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think it's nice to see kind of the, the origin of conference room meetings, you know, so much happens in the conference room. It's the first one, you know, conference room, five minutes. It's when Mike, right. Michael's, uh, the apex of his leadership skills tend to show. <laughs> That's right. He, uh, he has the board behind everybody though, which kind of needs to change, you know, he needs it up there so he can write out his acronyms. <laughs> that he's so famous for. <laughs> um, so in that conference room, uh, Mike was just talking about the downsizing. Um, kind of talking to everybody about it. Stanley's upset. You know, everybody's worried about their jobs. Michael's just trying to make promises, but not too much uh, hope behind him. You know, he's just kind of keeping everybody calm the best he can, which isn't his specialty, I guess. Yeah, absolutely not. Then we have one of the great pranks in history. Iconic. Put my stuff in Jello again, prank. Tell me about, a little bit about that one. It's funny with the. I can close my eyes and see it. I can I can see the <laughs> bouncing back right. and forth in that yellow Jello. And then what makes it so funny is that Michael has to build on it. He's piggybacking off Jim right away. Right, exactly. You, you have to. He's gonna ride the wave when something like that happens. And also, mm -hmm. it's it's funny because. Basically, the episode is told through Michael's lens. But mm -hmm. once Ryan gets there, this is Ryan's first time meeting everybody, too. So we're in Ryan's shoes. Right. So if you, if you, see, if you see him when he puts that jello down, Ryan is immediately like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> when Dwight says, hey, this is the third time. It wasn't funny the first two times either. <laughs> so imagine this situation has been reoccurring for who knows how long. Right. Oh well, um, shortly after, I mean, like you said, Michael tries to build on it. Uh, Ryan is the first one to make a, a pun about it, actually. He, he's trying, so he's he's trying he's, to fit in. Get in where you right, fit in. Right. He's surprised. Get ready to fit in. 
And I feel like this is where Michael's love for Ryan really, really starts taking ground. It, it, it's not blossoming yet, but it's 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 a budding flower. You know, he's, he, he he gives him a little friendly push. And he's like, wow, this kid, you know, <laughs> he wants to he wants to make Ryan the next the next Michael. Right. Exactly. Um, business school and all or not. <laughs> um, I think it's funny because. Jim makes a pun about the Jello and Ryan, and then it's Michael's turn, <laughs> and he's so focused. And there's a silence, and he's working so hard on what to say. <laughs> he, and he comes up. Yeah. Like, this is the best part. He comes up with pudding, <laughs> which is perfect because you can use pudding. You know, like there's so many options he could have had right there. Limitless. And <laughs> and just nothing. He comes up with nothing. And put put and then and then Dwight's in his ear. Reprimand this man. Reprimand this man. <laughs> and he's, he's fixated on on trying to f- to finish it. And oh yeah, he could, he could care less about actually uh, defending Dwight here. And it's all about it's all about comedy. And now we're we're left empty-handed. He just couldn't put it together. <laughs> <laughs> we can edit that one out if you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, so next we find out about Roy. We get to meet Roy from the warehouse. Coming yeah, upstairs. I, I got, I got to backtrack you again. Yeah, go ahead. So this is, we, we, we have to keep talking about this, this jello. Okay. <laughs> the office is, is one of the, one of the reasons it attracts you is because of the constant breaks between Jim and Dwight. We don't have to run through them all. We'll get through them all. But quick, what, where does this one rank? Oh. With with the with the fact that it's it's first episode, it's the first one of the first yeah. between them, and, top, and this is the one that everybody remembers. Top, you know, it's got to be top five for me. Yeah, just because when people talk about it, it's the one that you know people kind of remember. Yeah, his t-shirts and stuff about it. You know, so. and and it's, and it's just so simple. I think that's what it is. Some of them right. with Jim towards Dwight get so extravagant, but this one is literally just yes. And it's I, would, I agree with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that where is it for you? I, I'm not. I think. I think. Off the top of my head, I can. I can. I can think of two more than I like. So I'm gonna go say this is my third favorite office prank. Okay, third favorite one. All right. We're gonna have to keep a, a running list of them while we uh, keep the show rolling. You know. Deal. Um. So uh, anything else with the Jello? It is a big moment. I'm glad you. Uh, yeah, you I, I just, throw, I just need, that we, one, you know? it needs, it needs its due, you know. <laughs> right. And then also, <laughs> I guess since since you want to keep talking about it so bad, <laughs> um, Jim is eating a Jello cup the whole time. <laughs> right. And not only that, it's a different color. Who knows how much Jello <laughs> that Jim possesses if he has. That much <laughs> to encase a whole stapler, as well as have a whole meal. Right. <laughs> How often does he buy Jello? How much of his? Food? And then, not to spoil it, but at the very end, did you see the very end of the episode? I mean, it, it all—it's full circle, man. It, it's, yeah, that's, that's storytelling <laughs> at its finest. He, uh, at the very end of the episode, for you listening at in your car or at home or wherever you uh, like to listen to our lovely voices. Uh, Michael does it again with, I mean, sorry, Jim does it again with Michael's cup and an even larger dome of Jello. It's, it's remarkable. 
storytelling. It gets you pumped for episode two. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, so up next, we, we kind of meet Roy. Um, kind of an asshole, right? I mean, he's not. I wouldn't. Jim asked to go grab a beer with him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know? You wouldn't? Why not? Well, all right. First of all, Roy Roy is uh, Pam's fiance. We come to find out. And uh, one of the first facts we know, we're facts about Roy is that um, they keep pushing their wedding back. They, uh, Pam and Roy have been dating for a while, and uh, either Roy keeps getting cold feet, we don't know yet, but throughout this whole episode, we uh, are quickly um, establishing the relationship that Jim and Pam have, um, sitting close, and then right away, Roy comes barging in the office at the end of the day to take her home. He uh, is carrying a mystery bag. Right. Jim even um, goes as far as to ask what's inside of the bag. He uh, abruptly declines. This is when I ask you, uh, what's in Roy's bag? What's he hiding? Um, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe it's some lice vests so we can go jet skiing with his cousin later <laughs> in season three or whatever it is. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess as good as, as yours. What you got? It's I don't. The thing is, I don't have anything. It's so sketchy. He's such he's such a he's such a wild card, you know. I right. I would like to think that it was something that was uh, time sensitive that he was rushing Pam. You know. Okay, so you're on Roy's side of it. Uh, I'm not. I'm on. I'm on, I'm looking out for Pam. I'm trying to. I'm trying to uh, reason that maybe there's a re- like you know, a good reason that he she's staying this long, and maybe. Maybe it's Pam's favorite ice cream, and and he just needs to get home so it doesn't melt, you know. Right, Got right. Some right. rosebuds at home, you know, candles, and, uh, mm-hmm. and that's why they can't go to a bar, you know. You know. Okay. Hey, I mean, I guess we can't. Nothing in the episode we can rule it out. I'm I I am a man of romance, you know. <laughs> so, right. So I've heard. That, that's that's what I'm hoping for. Um, specifically for our Chilean listeners out in the crowd, um, my guy's single, so. Hey, and I, um, am Chilean. <laughs> right. He's Chilean. I'm Honduran. <laughs> Let's make it happen. <laughs> Where you at? <laughs> um, so next also I have a, a quick point, uh, here. There's the Panda Jim alone in the conference room doing one of his little interviews with the camera. And he says, do I think I'll be invited to the wedding? Which I guess we can tell that the camera crew asked him about uh, uh, Pam and Roy's wedding here. What's funny is later in the show, he does get an invite to Roy's wedding. But at this point, he's married with Pam. And um, it's with another woman. But I think it's a. Interesting foreshadowing we have here. What Dang. Do you think about that? Huh. You went uh did you go to bed late last night? You went digging <laughs> for that one, huh? Okay. Yeah, well, you know. I gotta, do, I gotta offer we, something to the crowd, right? Do we do we know who who Roy is marrying? Um nope. I don't know. I think it's just some generic woman, but uh we won't spoil it too much, but he really turns things around by the time he's getting married to this other woman. So Oh well. Out of boy Roy, that he's got her ice cream in that bag, huh? <laughs> it could have been. Maybe you know. Maybe this is a whole conspiracy against Roy. You know, we can we, I, can, do, we can do a whole podcast from Roy's point of view. I I I'd like that. You know, I'd like <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to go inside the mind of Roy. 
Um, so then uh, we just have uh, Michael Show and Ryan around a little bit more. The office haven't seen anything in the annex yet or the warehouse. Um, so we're just kind of in the main main office and Michael's office for now. Um, then Michael goes ahead and fake fires Pam in front of Ryan. My favorite part of the episode. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and expand on that then? Uh, I mean, there is it's a one sided conversation. So Michael Michael brings in Ryan to his office, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and in, in another attempt to show him the ropes of how we do things around here, he calls Pam in, and <laughs> butters her up. Oh Pam, you are you really make things so easy for me. I don't understand. Like, <laughs> and you see her smiling. You see her lifting up, and immediately switches to. You make it so easy because I can let you go first. And this is this is peak office because not only not only is it an awkward conversation between Pam and Michael, but again, we're in we're in Ryan's shoes right now. This is the pilot episode. This is the first time he met he met Pam probably a couple hours ago. Right. And now now he's he's watching her break down into literal tears while Michael is trying to hold in his laughter. He's going through the rest of the firing process, talking about, oh, at least, and it's it's really bad because we don't have to pay you severance pay. And he's he's trying to not exhale from laughing so hard. He's right. laughing from his gut. And we just see, we see Ryan just at a loss for words. He's looking down, he's shaking his head. He doesn't know where to go from there. <laughs> and then, and then he goes, oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> we're, we're not firing you. <laughs> it's just like that. It's like, right. what the hell? I think it's interesting because um, throughout the show, Pam has a lot of growth, you know, as well right. as a lot of characters. But I don't know. It's almost well. Michael references early in the episode that Pam's been here for uh, forever, forever. Um, but she still, you know, she still doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's that's what's so great is because we see everybody through their introductions. We see their their literal starting point so where we see them uh, the great thing about a show like this that has such longevity is you can see the character development and it comes on its own right so when when you have you know ryan and and jim and and pam and all these characters they're we're, we're starting at the valley right now so we get to see them start rising so whether that's pam becoming more independent you know dwight you know buying the building or whatever it is you know we we, fi- we find we find them come to their own and it's it's cool to see and look back on where they started right i think yeah i think there's a lot of development uh through most of the characters you know not not a lot of them spoke as we know but um the ones that did but what's funny to me um dwight i didn't realize like yeah when michael uh, spoiler alert, guys, Michael leaves at some point. You know, um, Dwight wow. has a lot larger of a role, you know, and he changes some, but I didn't realize how much in the first episode Dwight is Dwight, you know? Like, he's he made <laughs> references that I could see him making throughout the show. Oh, absolutely. Well, the 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 opening scene, we see him remixing a Christmas song while he's, he's, he's taking his phone, the office phone that he uses, out of a drawer to connect it. <laughs> right, because Jim might do something to him, right? 
that's um, our intro to Dwight. So yeah, you're very much right in that. And that there's a lot of character development, but Dwight, Dwight, Dwight's Dwight. I like when he says, uh, "No, I'm not scared of downsizing." <laughs> Actually, uh, brought it up in the interview, and he recommended it. <laughs> it's a it's a bold move on the interview to to encourage firing. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's what Michael liked about it or whoever interviewed him at the time. He's there now. He didn't get to be the assistant to the regional manager by, by sitting around the sidelines, okay? He's, he's, he's bringing innovation. Right. Um, funny you should bring up Dwight talking about a Christmas song because... Yes, with it. Little Drummer Boy is the song that he's singing. Okay. Season 3, episode 10. We're going to fast forward a little bit. Um, uh, Benny Hanna Christmas... Angela singing Little Drummer Boy as their karaoke song of choice. That can't be coincidence. I mean, come on. You hang out enough with somebody, you start singing the songs they're singing, right? How many times you got Little Drummer Boy on your playlist? <laughs> Just like three. That's it. Just three. Okay. Out of three out of three, I'm assuming. <laughs> it's a very hey. specific playlist that I have. <laughs> Hey, you know you can you can feel the vibe of a party pretty good, huh? <laughs> right, right, right. As you know from my uh, current playlist. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, that that's these these nuggets you're bringing. They're uh, they're 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 golden, man. Six pack of nuggets, baby. With the sauce, <laughs> call me Ranch. Because I'd be dressing. I think that was my Twitter handle for a couple of years. <laughs> we we don't we don't have to talk about the past. <laughs> Either my uh, Twitter handle or my uh, Tinder profile bio. Let's let's uh let's go with Twitter. <laughs> We're, uh, family oriented. We don't even know what Tinder is. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's something you build fires with, right? L- uh, little drummer boy, though, man, that uh. <laughs> that too. That All right, that's, uh, that's Dylan's way of saying shut up and get back on top. <laughs> like he said, he's single. <laughs> All right. So um, we have the fake firing. Uh, Michael here with an important quote. He says, uh, what's the most important thing? And he lists off. Uh, I mean, he's referencing about a business and he ends up saying the people, which, um, you know, I think is true with Michael throughout throughout the show. He uh, for all his um, harassments and joke attempts and everything he's got going on he really does care about people so yeah and you can you can see and i mean throughout the series there's there's certain points where i mean even even his own co-workers after all the all all the crazy shit that he that they put him through right like when when, when he leaves they they're, they're gonna miss him they know that he he cares about him at the end of the day he just has a a unique way of displaying that care you know right and for those of you who haven't watched it all there's time until he leaves. Don't worry. Don't think he's leaving too soon. You know, you can commit. There's enough time where you'll forget about it, and then you'll be heartbroken all over again. That's right. He um he cares about most people. Let's leave it at that for this episode. We haven't met uh his arch nemesis yet. I'd say. Ah, uh, uh, well, yeah. We'll, until until the annex. <laughs> That's right. Um, then the final final scenes we have are uh. Jim and Pam talking about walking out together of the office. Pretty, uh, pretty awkward exchange. Right. I have Jim and Pam's awkwardness. Yeah, yeah. That's my note. Yeah, they, 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 they've had conversations before where it wasn't that awkward. I, I guess it was a, it was awkward from her coming off the she thought she was unemployed and uh, him being rejected from right. going to the bar with them. 
I guess that combination of the two, but nonetheless, very, very, uh, like middle schoolish, you know? No, yeah, I agree. Um, also, interesting note that um, Jim's not going to the bar anymore because Pam's not going. Did you know? Pick up on that. Oh, classic move, you know? Right. Oh, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm not doing anything. What are you doing? Okay, well, you can't come. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not doing anything either. Then, you know? Right. Are you uh, calling out people who don't show up for things? Look, I uh, that 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 wound is still fresh, you know. <laughs> uh, good times, good times. Uh, and then, yeah, the very last scene, which we talked about earlier, was uh, Jim jelloing Michael's cup, which uh, <laughs> that Spencer must have had a sale on. Right, right. Um, that's <laughs> earlier in the episode. Michael shows us his world's best boss cup, which uh, is kind of an icon for the show throughout. Which he apparently got himself at Spencer's gifts. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a wrap for the scenes. Anything you want to add so far? No, I mean, I I remember the first time I watched this episode. I don't know if it was because of the structure of it, but I didn't know anything going in. But I didn't. I wasn't a fan. I uh, I watched it because people said it was good, and then I stuck with it because people said it got better. Mm-hmm. But man, I wasn't a fan of this pilot. But going back, uh, some quality office, quality office episode. Right. I think I think you you get a greater appreciation of it when you have the whole, the whole you know enchilada to look at. Right. I say, say. Yeah. And so, I mean, you you kind of hit it, but my question was, why don't people like this episode? Yeah, I th- I think I think the structure has to do with it, you know. Uh, the same thing that makes it such a hit the the interviewing the 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 dry humor i think because it was so new it was the just the 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 landscape of the way that the episodes are formatted it just it's not appealing at first sight you know right. you want it you want it to be smooth you want conversations to have beginnings and ends and the way that they they structure conversations it ends with um you know michael slamming the phone because he wants because packer wants to know what what's under jan's clothes you know like it goes it goes from michael swearing on his well to dwight swearing on michael's mother's grave that they're not gonna close the branch and then it's not just oh hey how's your day going you know right yeah i agree there's a not a lot of smoothness definitely for this episode (laughs) yeah yeah i think um yeah i agree i think a lot of people don't like it because of I don't know, I guess they need to get used to the awkwardness at first. So maybe this is tough, a big hump for people to get over with, and then they'll get kind of used to it as they get through finishing the first season. But uh, it's a lot to come at you, you know, in one episode yeah. of awkwardness. I mean, pretty much the only normal dynamic that there is is Jim and Pam. Right. And everybody has else. awkward moments. Well, I mean, yeah, we just talked about their their conversation where half of it was, you know, nonsense. But every time that somebody has a conversation with another person it's it's never all about you know the weather or it's never you know going smoothly right so yeah i'm with you um all right so give me your zero out of ten diddly do review rating and just give me a quick overall how you felt about it uh, i say on the grand scheme of things in the office it's a it's a it's a solid i put it as as a six I put it as a six. It's above average. Um, it's it's not it's 
it doesn't age quite as well as the other ones. Um, there's a couple of uh, references that are dated that if you watch it now, you wouldn't even get the punchline. Right. Um, but very quality. I mean, especially when you're when you're having to introduce that many characters in you know 20 minutes and doing it in that kind of time frame with a setting and as as diverse the characters are. Uh, I give it a, I give it a, a six. Six on the on the diddly do scale. All right. Um, yeah, it's you know, it's tough just because we've seen what they can do, you know. Um, yeah. But but you're right. They did a good job introducing everything, so just take that into account. But uh, I might have to go with the five. Five. Yeah. That's fair. I'm gonna stick That's with the five. Yeah. You know. Uh, I guess the easy way to you know one word, two syllables, you know. Demarcation, just, just, just demarcation, you know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh well, there we go. <laughs> it's when it's when uh, Dwight's slapping the the pencil for it. All right. Oh, well, got it. <laughs> exactly. Remember. That's why he gave it a five, folks. If it's, <laughs> it's not that memorable, there's there's other offices. <laughs> there's other office episodes that you're going to quote over this one. Maybe I'm just a little slow out there. um so our uh our our saying here is wasting our time so you don't have to so what do you think what would you tell people waste the time or no oh it's not a waste of time uh some of the some of the office episodes are they're going to be filler but you got to start somewhere yeah i'm with you uh definitely not a waste of time probably my favorite show of all time um it's up there it's a it's it's a it's a classic it's the right. first of its kind. How many spinoffs have, have come from this? You know? Exactly. So, uh, yeah, neither of us say it's a waste of time. Some you got might have to get through a little bit of it, but definitely recommend the show as a whole. All right. So, man, this was this was fun. I think I think I think we should keep doing this. Yeah. Keep I, doing do reviews. I agree. Uh, some good time. And I think we, we're at like 40 minutes or so, you know? Nice, um, man. Nice. So anything uh you wanna you wanna send us off? Yeah, man. Well, hey, this was this was Swish and Dylan. And uh I think this diddly do is uh diddly done, man. Diddly done. <laughs> All right, thank you everybody. Uh subscribe. See y'all next time.